Hi, I'm Marissa, and welcome to What Spirit Says. It's time to shine your light. Hi, Shining Souls. My name is Marissa, and welcome to What Spirit Says. I hope you are enjoying the summer and the happiness that August brings. Before every podcast, blog post, email, or message that I write, I ask the divine angels to help with the heavenly messages and heavenly information to fall upon the eyes and the ears of those who need it most. If that person today is you, know that you are loved unconditionally and you have been guided here today to listen by the love and support of your guardian angel. I would like to share a message from God's angels today with you. I hope this message resonates with you as it is meant to connect you to your soul, to your guardian angel, and to the divine light. The divine angels say, Hear me as I speak to you, fluidly, softly, immersed in joy, love, and laughter, singing along as you walk softly in the breeze of the summer wind. We smile with you, knowing that you feel our love and our energy of pure light. We guide you, heavenly child of God. Take ease and breath, knowing that you are of the divine, and walk beside the light of God with each breath you take. We are derived from the Holy One, child. You are here to present love to all in the form of gentleness and passion. You exude the precious wonders we share here together within the worlds of God. You shine your light brightly for all to see, to feel, to embrace their own light of joy. As you go on about your day, we happily light your way. Thank you, angels. Just by listening and following along to the words of the divine angels, you are connecting to them. You are enlightening and nourishing your spirit and your soul. You are bringing precious healing light and peace to your heart. Grab a notebook, a pen, a pencil, or whatever you wish to write information down on, and let's get started. Today and every day, I wish you infinite light, the purest form of love, that is compassion, and many, many soul-healing blessings. Today, we are going to focus on what it means to daydream, how we are socially conditioned to live in fear, what it truly means to shine your light, and much more. When is your favorite time of the year? What is your favorite season? Or are there parts of all the seasons that you love? That's how I feel. There is a little something about every season that I love, but there is something about the summer that just feels so peaceful, calm, and comfortable. Being outside in the summer with a warm, comfortable breeze feels like the definition of tranquility. There is a sense of being free in the summer without limitations or restrictions. Summertime brings about feelings of adventure and the feeling of being safe to explore. Why does that feel so liberating? It feels so liberating because our mind, body, heart, spirit, and soul are constantly craving that feeling of loving freedom and expression to experience and to express love in its purest form, which is compassion. We must lead with the light within our spirit and our soul in all that we do. Essentially, what that means is to lead with love and compassion within our relationships. 
that includes our relationship with others and our relationship with ourselves. Ultimately, life is all about relationships with family, friends, neighbors, and strangers. And don't forget the relationship you have with God, your relationship with the angels, and with all whom love and guide you in spirit. We also have a responsibility to respect the relationship with our planet Earth. Right now, as human beings, we are not respecting that enough. We also have relationships with our animals, our food, nature, and all that is gifted to us here by God on Earth. In what ways do you show love and compassion towards those relationships? In what ways do you shine your light on those relationships? Those are two questions that will always challenge us and may not always be easy, but they will certainly help us grow and to expand our soul agenda here on earth. Our mind, body, heart, spirit, and soul were not created to suffer. We were created to shine. We are living in such a volatile time here on earth right now that the idea of living with health freedom mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually is almost not fathomable. We are socially conditioned to believe that suffering is part of this life here on earth and that it is normal to live with some sort of ailment, symptom, or condition. We are constantly being shown and manipulated by negative ego-based energy and actions from ads on TV, the news, religion, and politics. When our fear and our worries take over, it can feel paralyzing, making it hard to feel in control of our lives, how we live our lives, how we can calm our minds enough to connect to our own very being, our own very spirit, heart, and soul. It is not to say that there are very legitimate reasons to have worries and to have fears, but our soul is like a treasure chest. We have so many pieces of gold within that can help us manage, understand, and heal from these very trying and challenging times. The heavens are here to assist us on figuring out what pieces within the treasure are most useful and how to use them. One thing that we never have to worry about or be afraid of is connecting to God, to the divine angels, and to our loved ones in spirit. When we connect to our loved ones in spirit, when we receive messages from our loved ones in spirit, when we have dreams or we see signs, that is connecting ultimately to God because in order to communicate and connect with spirit is through the love bonds within our soul that is gifted to us by God. We connect with God every second of every day. God lives within us and all around us. The light and energy of God is all-encompassing. The divine forces of light, God's light workers, the angels, are always with us too, here on earth and in heaven. And our loved ones in spirit, our loving soul bond connection, is everlasting. The way in which we communicate with all three is all the same. It starts with our soul bond connection. Whether you choose to believe in God, the angels, and spirit or not, you are eternally connected to God, the angels, and spirit by our own spirit and soul. So if we have nothing to fear with connecting to the heavens, then why do we fear? I like to think of it as it's not so much fear but anxiousness. When we go into something that is new or unfamiliar for the first time, we feel the mixed emotions of angst and nervousness like a new job or a new relationship. 
But here's the thing. Connecting to God, divine angels, and spirit is not unfamiliar. In reality, it is what our soul is most connected and comfortable with. Growing up, I was always aware that God existed. I had feelings about the angels, and I could hear my grandfather in spirit. But it wasn't until I started harnessing my abilities that I truly connected and wholeheartedly believed. There is a difference, and when we choose to commit to this belief and to this trust, we notice the impact of the heavenly beings right away. I mean, literally notice them right away. <laughs> you will start to see, feel, hear, or just know the signs that are being gifted to you. It always breaks my heart when someone shares with me that they don't think their loved one in spirit is with them or around them or sending them signs. You do not have to have a dream with your loved one in spirit in order to solidify that they are with you and around you. Just by the simple act of thinking of our loved ones in spirit brings them to our side and to our attention. When our loved ones see us longing for a sign or reminder that they are still with us, they always try to provide that for us with the intention of doing so for our highest and greatest well-being. For our highest and greatest well-being, what does that mean? That means that spirit will only send us a sign that they know will bring us love, peace, and healing comfort, as well as validation. It is important to be open to how we may receive the messages and how we may receive the signs. A few years ago, when I was debating about leaving my full-time job to pursue doing mediumship full-time, I kept going back and forth on the decision. In my gut, I knew leaving would be best and that my new journey ahead was what I was meant to be doing, that it would all work out better than I could even imagine, but there was my logical brain, my ego, that kept trying to pull me back into what socially is considered the norm. You graduate, you work, you get your master's, and you continue working a 9-to-5 job. I decided to listen to my gut and all the messages and signs from above and to go through with leaving. As I pulled into work on my last day, I got out of the car and there were four white feathers around where I parked my car. I smiled and I knew that this was a sign from the angels, that this was the right thing to do. Here's the thing about signs, they are universal. There are common signs like coins, feathers, and birds such as cardinals, but it's about what they mean to you. So every time I see a white feather, I know that is a sign from my guardian angel. Signs are meant to be personal. I walked inside my office and directly in front of me on the floor was a white feather. I started laughing and happy crying. The heavens were making it very obvious for me that they were with me and encouraging me. But keep in mind, the days and the weeks leading up to this life-changing decision, I was very much in my own head about it. My soul and my ego were battling, and I knew ultimately who was going to win, but it is completely normal for us to get into our own heads about anything. And... The only thing I didn't get into my head about was that I knew I would receive a sign. I knew I would receive validation. I knew I just had to be open to this validation and that it would confirm my choice and my answer. And I knew I had to be patient and open to how I would receive it. Sure, we would like the signs immediately in the moment when we feel most lost and confused, but they happen at just the right time. 
the heavens have taught me that we have a responsibility here on earth. We choose this responsibility before we choose to breathe life here on earth. And that is we have to do the work. We come here to work and to put in work in all that we do. If our lives here on earth came with a roadmap, how would we ever truly learn? How would we grow? And how would we expand the light within our soul? Sometimes receiving signs is not always easy because it's validation or confirmation or an answer to the pain and the sadness and the suffering or the heartache that we're going through. And when we receive those signs, our loved ones in spirit, our guardian angel, divine angels, divine God, they are so present with us. And those signs are gifted to us out of unconditional love. Choosing to live life here on earth we choose to have the free will to make choices, yet we are quick to blame God, the angels, and spirit when things don't go right or something bad happens. We have to understand the bigger picture. We chose this, the ability to make choices, which is gifted to us by God. And fortunately for us, the heavens don't just send us off and say, bye, see you later. They come with us in the best ways that they can and unconditionally love, support, and guide us in any and all ways that they can. The more we are open and appreciative of that, the more we see it and the more we recognize it. Let's focus real quick on how powerful these angels truly are. If you have ever had a connection with your guardian angel or divine angels, you will know this, you will feel this. The energy of the angels is extremely visible even when you can't see it and it is truly unmistakable. There's a difference between the energy of our loved ones in spirit and the energy of the angels. That is how you can decipher the difference between the two when receiving messages from the heavens. Remember, connecting to spirit, the angels, and God is all about feeling. Sometimes spirit will step forward as a reading begins and not even tell me their name. They will step forward and begin presenting their messages of healing immediately, all based on feeling. Many times during a reading, I will not see what the person looks like in spirit until the very end or unless they tell me. I do not always see spirit in their physical form. During a reading, spirit will bring me to the emotional center of their loved one and tell me what they are feeling and what messages they would like to present in order for their loved one to heal emotionally. To fully understand spirit, the angels, and God, we have to let go of what we understand as being alive, which is a human body that breathes. Or we must understand that here on earth, that is how we are alive, along with our spirit and our soul. Whereas in heaven, all that is required for us to breathe life, to be alive, is just our spirit and our soul. So if our loved ones in spirit, our angels, and God are always around us and with us, what is one of the ways in which we communicate with them without even fully realizing? Daydreaming. Do you ever just sit outside and daydream? When we sit and daydream, we are entering a form of meditation, connection, and higher consciousness. I like to think of it as a rest and reset. That's why people do not like to be distracted when they are in a stare, which is really a daydream. The intention behind meditation is to calm your mind, connect with your body, your spirit, and your soul, and enter this higher state of consciousness. So picture yourself daydreaming with your eyes closed. That is what it is like to meditate. 
as a kid, I was taught that daydreaming was bad, that if you drift off and daydream too much, that it means you are unintelligent and that you can't focus. And I just have to laugh at that now because it sounds so crazy, because it is crazy. Think of in yoga, finding your dristy gaze, which means to find a spot and concentrate on that spot. Focus your attention on that specific spot to heighten your awareness and your consciousness, to see behind what you are looking at. The same is true with daydreaming, except most of the time when we daydream, we don't even realize we are doing so until we start to come out of it. Most of the time, we don't even realize what we are initially staring at before we started daydreaming. That is because when we daydream, we are not focusing our attention on something. We are letting the restrictions of our ego go and truly not focusing at all. We are allowing our spirit and our mind just to wonder. Daydreaming is normal, and quite frankly, we all do it whether we are conscious of it or not. But what's important to understand is that the simple ability to just relax your thoughts and allow them to wonder is when we truly allow space for answers and guidance from the heavens. There is simplicity in daydreaming. The angels encourage us to daydream so that we may hear them more clearly. Think of when you are on your cell phone trying to talk to someone in the middle of Times Square in New York City as opposed to talking to someone on the phone in the middle of the mountains. It is much easier to hear someone in a quiet setting rather than trying to listen for someone to respond with noisy chaos going on all around you. That is what it is like when we create the quiet time and space for connecting and communicating with the angels. Yes, we can still respond and hear responses in the middle of the chaotic city with horns blaring and people talking all around. It just may be more difficult to understand. Whereas in the quiet of the mountains, once we get service, commit to believing in the connection, being able to respond and listening to the responses may be much more clear. The world we are living in today is conditioning us to be distracted. There are distractions all around us 24-7. When we are constantly distracted, we are out of touch and not aligned with ourselves, our thoughts, our spirit, our soul. It is very hard, very difficult to not fall into the distractions. God, the angels, and spirit, they know this, they see this, which is why their loving divine assistance is always with us, supporting us and guiding us. And all that we do here on earth is centered around faith. We must have faith in order to lead from goodness and light. When we don't have faith is when we leave room for darkness, discrimination, and hate. By committing to your faith in God, the angels, and to your loved ones in spirit, you are committing to yourself and to your soul. Have you ever received a sign from your loved one in spirit? What was it? Was it a song that came on your phone out of nowhere that reminded you of them? Was it a picture of them that just randomly fell off the wall? Or when you look at a picture of them on the wall, it tends to always look a little crooked? Was it a dream that you had with your loved one that was really a visit and them telling you that they're okay or validating a message in your life that you needed guidance with? These signs are so very real and so very personal. So if you are worthy of connecting to your loved ones in spirit and receiving signs and messages from them, then why wouldn't you be worthy of receiving the same from God, God's angels, and your guardian angel? Think about that for a moment. 
There are common ways in which spirit communicates with us because they know how our mind, body, heart, spirit, and soul will react, understand, and connect to the messages. So why shouldn't you be able to receive those same ways of communication from God, God's angels, and your guardian angel, just as we do from spirit? We can and we do. What makes that challenging for us is that we hold on to the illustrated human-like images of what we believe to represent God and the angels. When we let go of that notion and understand God and the angels the way in which we understand spirit, it releases the angst, nervousness, and doubts we have surrounding our connections to these benevolent beings. When we no longer see our loved ones in spirit in physical form, that does not mean they are no longer living or with us and around us. The same is true with God and the angels. Just because we do not see physical attributes connected to them does not mean they are not real. We feel them, we hear them, we know that they are with us, we receive signs and messages from them, just as we do from spirit. Truly, the only way in which we can connect and communicate with our loved ones in spirit and the angels is by the love bonds within our souls created by God. If you have not lost a loved one or you feel you did not have a loving relationship with those you may know in spirit, you may think that there is no point in having a reading. You may think that you do not need to have a reading because you don't have anyone in spirit to step forward to present loving messages to you. Well, I hope to pleasantly surprise you, really spirit is pleasantly surprising you, to let you know that even if you have yet to lose a loved one, or if you do not have someone that you are close with in spirit, you can still have spirit and messages from the heavens step forward during your reading. We are all assigned spirit guides at birth, which are loved ones in spirit that are assigned to guide you and your soul's journey here on earth. They can be loved ones that you may have known for a short while before they passed, or they can be loved ones from a previous lifetime. Along with our spirit guides, we also have angels and our guardian angel. As I mentioned before in previous episodes of What Spirit Says, angels are not humans. They are what I like to call divine forces of light that have a spirit and a soul intended to be light workers for God and they help us here on earth and within heaven. Think of a slide at a park. Picture me as the medium standing at the bottom of the slide, and at the top of the slide is angels or spirit. As I look up to the top of the slide, I can either see, feel, hear, or just know when spirit or the angels are at the top. As I look up to the top of the slide, they will step forward in the way in which it is best for me to connect and to communicate with them. As I start to connect and to communicate with them, picture the information that they choose to relay to me sliding down the slide. As the loving messages and information is on its way down to me, I begin to either see it, feel it, intuitively know it, or hear it. Once it officially gets to me, it is my job to relay it and communicate it with you. It is truly as simple as that, and we all have the ability to make this loving connection. I have learned so much from spirit through their very visual messages and signs and spirit often gives us a very visual message so that we can replay it and connect to it and go back over it in our minds. 
And this example of how the medium stands at the bottom of the slide and looks up to communicate with spirit and the angels, ultimately the heavens, is truly how it feels as a medium connecting to messages from those within the heavens. It's the energy of how it feels. Here on earth, we feel just a little bit more, actually a lot of bit more heavy when it comes to our energy as compared to those within the heavens, especially compared to the divine angels. So I hope you are able to connect to that visual and for it to give you a more clear understanding of how the communication works during a reading. But let's talk about receiving a reading. So although you may not have a loved one in spirit, you can still receive loving, guiding, and healing messages from other spirit and angels whom love and guide you. What about if you know someone in spirit, but you do not wish to connect or to communicate with them? All spirit who choose to walk with the light of God will understand this and they will respect your feelings. For example, I had a reading with this very kind gentleman who had a very troubling relationship with his father. There was abuse, addiction, and mental instability. As the reading began, the kind gentleman that was receiving the reading had messages coming through from a friend and a cousin. So as I was connecting and communicating with his friend and cousin, another spirit appeared and just stood in the background. For me personally, when spirit steps forward with their head down wearing heavy work boots, they are communicating to me that they are sorry, that they have regrets, and that they need to apologize. So this gentleman in spirit was doing just that. He communicated the energy of his spirit to me, and I realized this was the man's father. The father in spirit said to me that he is not sure if he will be welcomed forward. So I told the nice man receiving the reading that his father was there and stepping forward if he wished to communicate with him or not, and that his father understands if not and understands his pain. The nice man was in shock that his father would even step forward, let alone with an apology. The man accepted his father's apology, and there was healing within both worlds, father and son. My point is that spirit who choose to walk with the light of God when their soul returns to heaven see you for your soul and all the ways their ego blocked them from seeing here on earth. So they respect your feelings and emotions and will never step forward or present messages to cause you harm. We often hold on to the idea that our loved ones now in spirit would react the same way they once did here on earth. And the truth is, that is not always true. Do our loved ones keep their loving personality? Yes, they absolutely do, but they evolve. Because remember, if you choose to walk with the light of God and continue your soul journey within the heavens through the light of God, all things are now done out of love, not fear, embarrassment, judgment, or what earthly societal conditioning once made you believe. Spirit teaches us the importance of this because if we do not accept the growth, healing, and acceptance of our loved ones in spirit, we are not truly accepting their soul, making it challenging for us to connect and to communicate with them. The heavens teach us that one of our many blessings that provides enormous healing is the ability to listen. And you know what I have learned? That that can be really hard. <laughs> it sounds so simple, 
but it can be so challenging just to let things go, let go of control, let go of thoughts, of feelings, and of emotions, and to just simply listen. Being present with our feelings and truly honoring and listening to our feelings is so vital to our life journey, to keeping a light heart, and to restoring peace within our soul. Just recently, I felt so scrambled mentally. I had so many thoughts and things to do. I caught myself in a daydream, and I heard spirit say, butterfly. I turned and gazed out my window. Something that I have never noticed before was how high a butterfly can fly. Have you ever seen a beautiful yellow or orange monarch butterfly? I looked out my window and out at the trees, and I noticed by the tippy-tippy top of the tree was a lovely yellow monarch butterfly. I never realized how high they could fly. Usually when we see a butterfly, we notice it as it flies right in front of us or right around us. I have never thought to look up, especially that high, and the butterfly reminded me of the angels, that although we may not always see them or think to look for them, they are always with us. Their beauty and light knows no boundaries. Flying by our side, gracefully and encouraging us to have compassion for ourselves and for others, reminding us of the beauty in the world and that there is goodness, honesty, purity, and hope. As I watched the butterfly, I thought about how does it know its boundaries? How does it know how high it can fly? And then I realized, just like we have to learn boundaries, I am sure they have to do the same. Has the butterfly ever tried to fly too much or too high and essentially got burned out or sick or injured from it? The same is true with us. When we try to handle too many things at once, it can so often set us back. When I looked at the butterfly and wondered, or should I say daydreamed, about how it looked so peaceful and at ease as it was flying that high, I thought about how we learn to trust our intuition, which I'm sure the butterfly was trusting its intuition and was comfortable and confident and had faith in its intuition. Our intuition is what builds our trust and confidence in connecting to our spirit and soul, as well as the heavens. Our intuition is what provides strength and courage in knowing what is best for us or what might hurt us. Our intuition is what guides us gently to change. Do you trust your intuition? Spirit encourages us to trust our intuition, which ultimately is trusting our soul connection and our connections to the heavens. Our intuition will never let us down. Our ego will. So how do we decipher the difference? Our ego is that voice in our head that gets us in trouble, that is controlled by our free will. Our intuition is the gut feelings or the feeling in our hearts that we know to be right and true, that is controlled by our soul and the light within our soul. Sometimes when we get so overwhelmed with life, with emotions, we block out everything. We block out our thoughts, our feelings. We even block out the messages that we are receiving from above. When this happens, we can always rely on our intuition that is connected to our soul. When we experience change, we rely upon our intuition to help us along. Let me share with you my story about change and following my intuition and listening to the messages and signs that were gifted to me and that were present all around me. And all I had to really do was connect to my soul and follow my intuition. And I also had to listen, to truly listen. 
Have you ever looked at a picture and it brought you right back to what you were feeling in that moment? How does that happen? It happens by feeling, by emotion, by energy, and by soul. Walking the beach at morning sunrise is my favorite form of meditation. It is quiet, peaceful, calm, and pure. That is when I am most tuned in and connected with my soul, my guardian angel, my loved ones in spirit, Jesus, and divine God. That is when I am listening rather than speaking, giving thanks rather than asking for answers, believing rather than questioning, wholeheartedly trusting rather than egotistically fearing. New beginnings, you are ready for it. That is what I heard. Above all, that is what I felt from spirit and the angels when I came upon a divine sand dollar shell one morning. I was overwhelmed with happiness and gratitude because I had never found a whole, untouched, unbroken, intact sand dollar shell. I had walked the beach countless mornings at sunrise and would see all different pieces of sand dollars, but had yet to find a perfectly imperfect, unabridged sand dollar shell. Overcome with grateful emotion, I knew finding the sand dollar was a sign. New beginnings. Change. I felt spirit say, you are ready. Have faith. So I continued walking. And as I continued walking, I came upon a second, perfectly intact sand dollar. I was beaming with excitement. Until I came upon a third, a fourth, and lastly, a fifth whole sand dollar shell. By the fifth one, I had tears in my eyes, overtaken with love and gratitude, and like Spirit always says, there is no such thing as a coincidence. Five perfectly whole sand dollars. Five. I asked Spirit and the angels, why five? Was there significance to the number five? And I heard Spirit and the angels say, change. The change I had been feeling, hoping, fearing, aspiring, and longing for. We can almost always sense change, and I knew this was my sign to lead with my faith rather than my egos and my fears. Change scares us because we cannot always see the end result. This change or shift in energy was going to evolve, grow, and heal many things in my life. Most importantly, I knew this change was heavenly sent and heavenly guided. If you look at a sand dollar, look at how many petals make out the star. Five. There are five petals on a sand dollar that allows the sand dollar to breathe. So when did this big change happen? May, the fifth month. Five. Shells represent life, death, rebirth, endings, and new beginnings. The start of a new day is the start of a new beginning. It's moments like this that awaken faith, belief, hope, forgiveness, thankfulness, openness, and acceptance. It's moments like this that we follow our intuition, that we connect to our intuition, that we trust and wholeheartedly believe in the connection of our intuition. These are the moments when we allow ourselves to see God, to feel God, hear God, and know that God is present with us. In the moments when you feel scattered, lost, and confused, call upon the divine, your guardian angel, and your loved ones in spirit to ask them to help you to connect to your intuition, to your soul, because you know that is where the best answer will always reside. Try something today. Call upon your guardian angel and ask your angel to show you a sign. Ask to see the sign. 
When you ask specifically for a way in which you will physically encounter the sign does not mean you are not being open to how you will receive the sign. It means you may see the sign right in front of you as you walk, just like the sand dollar for me, or you may see the sign on a billboard, on your phone, on a t-shirt. It just means that you will physically see the sign with your eyes. And as you ask your guardian angel for a sign, or whenever you connect and communicate with your guardian angel, smile, knowing that if you could see your guardian angel in physical form, know that your guardian angel would always be smiling right back at you. Life here on earth is about having faith. When it comes to having faith, there should be no guilt. Faith and guilt cannot coexist. We cannot truly have faith in anything if it is powered by guilt. The angels fight eagerly and tenaciously to allow the light to prevail for all souls and to help restore the faith amongst this planet. All things that cause harm or ill will are ultimately done out of a lack of faith. Our life here on earth is about having faith. When our soul makes the decision to return to planet earth, we choose to depend on faith to light our way. If you are wondering where to start, where to begin, how do I make these connections, how do I connect to my soul, take a deep breath and know that you are already one step ahead. You are guided here today to connect to the loving messages that were meant for you. You followed your intuition, listened to your spirit and soul. You connected with your loving guardian angel. You are and always will be connected to the divine light within your soul. It's time to connect to your soul, awaken your spirit, and cherish the loving beacon of light that you are. It's time to shine your light. From the bottom of my heart, from all the love and compassion within my soul, thank you so much for listening.